three, testing. Good morning. Welcome to House of Power Outreach. Thank you for joining us today for another service. We just uh, want to rejoice in you, rejoice with you in the Lord and be blessed. It's the day the Lord has made. We will, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And God is so faithful and, and just we've got so much to be thankful for. If you're breathing, you got a lot to be thankful for, for God is so good and his mercies endures forever. Uh, we want to take you over to our, our website. Please go over to HOPO Church and, and, and look over our website. Pray over our ministries. Uh, pray over all that God is calling us to do. And, and just pray for the hearts of people. I know before we get ready to start some, I'm going to pray too. Just, uh, just people are just, even, even the people who, who claim to know God is just seem to be in an area of just lost and, and unsure and uncertainty. So I want to pray confidence and boldness over the body of Christ and, and some assuredness and, and recognizing who they are in Christ Jesus. Uh, as well as we go to our donate button and partner with us in, in, in giving and in, in, uh, giving to the kingdom of God and doing all that God has us to do. We, we just are so grateful and thankful for all of you partnering with us and, and we welcome many more to be able to be a part of advancing the cause of Christ and, and the message of Jesus uh, that we are spreading throughout the entire world. So we're going to pray and then we're going to get into the word of God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give and, and those and uh, those who've uh, set their hearts to hear from you today. We just pray, Father God, for just a, a life-changing word. We thank you, Lord God, that everything that you've called us to do and everything we put our hands to do should prosper. We thank you for blessing the work of our hands. And Lord, we just thank you for today's message, Lord, that we glorify you. I pray again, lift up each and every saint to not be weary, do not grow weary in well-doing, to know that they are strong and courageous in the things of God and, and they are bold and they are fully assured of who they are in Christ and and not lost and not confused but set and and have and have their stand on the word of God we thank you Lord that you've given us ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say in Jesus name amen amen well uh, we're gonna go back and and still uh, stay on that word still uh, and, and uh, as, as last sermon I preached, still, still not stuck. And today is still in my soul. The voice of God speaks deep, and, and it does. You know, it's, it's the, the word is so powerful. Uh, only God, the God of eternity, spoke, and, and he gave us his word. He gave us the, the word of God. He gave us him. And, and, and in that, and that's why, the, that's why the Bible never becomes old-fashioned. The Bible is never outdated because it was written from eternity, and it is never outdated. You look at it, and it, it just constantly lines up year after year after year after century after century, generation after generation. It lines 
up with life. It lines up with righteousness. It lines up with justification for all mankind. No matter what year we're in, no matter what decade, no matter what generation, it constantly lines up. And, and you hear people will try to say that, that, that it's outdated or stuff like that. And they just, that's because their sin has, has uh, just because they're wanting to live outside of the will of God and live in sin. And they said that, that righteousness is outdated. No, righteousness is not outdated. Your behavior is out of line, your behavior is out of order, but the word of God is still true. Everything he's put in there, and especially in, in a world today, you know, we have to be still. We have to know the voice of God because, you know, especially with the, with the, with the sexuality things that are out there today and, and, and people trying to justify their behavior by disqualifying an eternal word. You know, it just isn't so. So anyway, in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11 through 13 says, Then the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord is about to pass by. And a great and mighty wind tore into the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a still, small voice. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? You know, God doesn't have to match the temperature of the surroundings. He can speak softly and, and he still can be heard for those who have ears to hear, for those who are willing to hear. You know, there's sometimes we want God to act like our situation or as loud as we think our situation is. But God doesn't have to operate according to our situation. He operates according to God. And, and, and he knows because he knows the solution. He knows he's the answer. He knows he's our source. Uh, God spoke to Elijah according to the same posture that Moses told the children of Israel back in Exodus 14 when I read from the last service that he said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Well, here God is speaking in a still, a small voice. How we stand is the way God speaks. And so when we stand still, we stand in our faith, knowing that there's no way out. The Red Sea was before them, and Pharaoh's army was behind them. But standing still meant God was within them. And God in us is how God speaks. He speaks according to the still. He speaks according to our faith. You know, if you're running and hiding, you can't hear from God. If you're hunkered down, you can't hear from God. It's standing still is where we hear from God. So he spoke that, and it's the same posture that he brought salvation. So God is always speaking, but if our ear is stuck in the things of this world, his word of deliverance will go unnoticed. And, you know, those of us with kids, especially if our kids have gone through teenage years, they, they can tend to not hear because they may be stuck in something, especially if they're caught up in a relationship. They can't hear the dangers and the pitfalls that you're telling them because they're, what they're stuck in is stopping them from hearing wisdom and truth and understanding. 
And yet you still continue to speak it because you're believing that's your child trained up in a way that should go. They're going to hear, hear the word of God through you and hear the word of God from you as you continue to speak. But you can see how that can happen. Same with adults. If you're set on your ways and you're set in doing what you want to do, you can pray, God, hear, hear me. God, I, want, I need to know what to do. God can show you that. But if you already got your mind set on what you're going to do, you will miss out on hearing the voice of God and set yourself down a wrong path and a wrong direction. Uh, and so that's how the voice of God can go unnoticed, even though it's speaking loudly and in the circumstances as all of us uh, need direction and, and God gives it to us in his word. It is vital that we pray for God to cause us to be healed, be still so we can hear all he has to say. It isn't that God isn't speaking. We are just not still. And that means that you're not moving. It's just that you're still means that God, I'm trusting you and you alone. The children of Israel had no choice. Trust God and God alone. They couldn't trust the ocean. They knew they couldn't trust Pharaoh's army that was coming to kill them. But they trust him and they could hear in what they trust. What you trust is what you'll listen to. If you trust in fear, if you trust in the world's report, if you trust in the news, that's what you will hear. But if you trust in God, you will hear God's word and you'll hear it louder, even though he's speaking the same way, calmly. It will become the voice of your life. So once we start to posture ourselves, when you posture yourself in faith, I'm going to stand still. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to grow weary and well-doing as Galatians 6, 9 tells us not to do. For in due season, I'm going to reap if I don't faint, if I don't faint. If I stand still and don't faint, I'm going to reap in due season. I'm going to have a season where the harvest is going to manifest in our life. So God, it, 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 so it, it, as we start to posture ourselves before God, it doesn't matter about the things screaming around us. Uh, we will still be able to hear God's whisper even when things are just screaming and yelling, you may have a boss is screaming and yelling, but you can still hear the, the whisper of God. I've called you here. I'm going to provide for you here. I'm going to get you through this. Just listen to me. Just stay with me. And, and it's just vital as we begin to posture ourselves to stand still and see God bring us through instead of figuring out a way to, to how to run out. So God has got a plan for us to, to bring us through, to bring us into his purpose and his whisper. So uh, what we perceive to be relational or emotional or spiritual problems are really, in fact, hearing problems. Everything that you're going through, it's a matter of starting to hear. Right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The application of our faith is by hearing. So I got a hearing problem. What, God, what do I need to hear from you? Because I got these things going on in my life. What do I need to hear? I, I want to make sure I, I am hearing you correctly. Please, God, help me to hear. Deal with my heart so I can hear in your word. Those are hearing problems. Those are things like you're, you're, you're upset all the time. Sit down and say, God, I need to hear you, not hear me, not hear my circumstance. I need to hear what you have to say. I need to hear you speak into my heart. I don't know what next step to take in my career, in my job. I, I don't know what else to do, but I need to stop worrying about it and stop being upset about it and be still and hear the still small voice. I, I got to have my emotions quiet down so I can hear God. So it, it, 
is, is he the loudest voice in your life? And whether we want to recognize it or not, God was the first voice we ever heard. Because it says in Jeremiah, he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. So he was our first voice, but now we have to ask, is he our loudest voice? Or do my emotions get to scream? Or does fear get to scream? Or does me protecting me get to scream more than the voice of God being my loudest voice that I hear? And, and that's where we got to determine who's leading who. The answer to that question will determine our destiny. It determines it right then and there. Here's the inroad. Here's where we're headed. In Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 to 7, God is speaking again. So he said unto me, he said to me, this is the word of the Lord of Zerub, to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. What are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, you will become a plain then he will bring forth the capstone accompanied by shouts of grace, grace to it. So not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. And again, when we talk about by spirit, we, we understand we got to believe it's the spirit of God and trusting in God's word. The might around us, it's as mighty as COVID may be, the spirit of God says by his stripes we are healed. As mighty as all the threatenings and violence may be, God, the word of God says he'll be our buckler, our shield, our protector. That's our word. That's our stand. That's what we believe. It is God's spirit that makes his word legible in our hearing because it values, of, because it values faith and what may seem motionless or undone is a set place to hear God clearly. Not by might, nor by power. Oh, God, it looks like that thing is gaining strength. Look like everyone's getting ahead of me. Look like I'm getting behind. By my spirit. Here's my spirit. Here's my spirit. Here's, here's my breath. Here's me. It said in Genesis 2, 7, Adam was, was fully a man, but he didn't come alive until God breathed into his nostrils. He became a living soul. If all the might and power of this world is against us, the spirit of God within us will bring forth victory. Romans 8, 31, if God is for us, who can be against us or who cares who's against us because we understand God is for us. God is working through us. God is our breath. God is our air. He is the voice I'm going to listen to. So when I go, look, God, I don't, why aren't you being as loud about this situation? God, you know, especially if it's something that, that maybe hurts your feelings, somebody hurts your feelings. God, why aren't you hurt, as hurt about this as I am? And God is like, I didn't come to be, come for the hurt. I came for the healed. And I came to be a healer. I came to be a restorer. So instead of me receiving you, your problems, I want you to receive my goodness. And you got to understand God is going to always speak on behalf of his goodness, always going to speak on behalf of his word. He's not going to, to settle down to the circumstances of what we're going through. He's going to keep his standards up to what he put Jesus to go through for us to be delivered. Because the minute he pulls his word down, if God becomes a liar, if God becomes anyway, then, then the word can become outdated. But because it's eternal, it'll never be outdated. You just trust in that. And that's why he says, don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season, you'll reap if you don't faint. I, I'm bringing it. It's coming. It's eternal. It's not going to get worn out. It's not going to be outdated. It's, it's not going to get left behind. It will be there. I need you to stay with it as I bring it. Uh, Revelations chapter 2 and verse 11 
uh, ears to hear what the Spirit has to say. And, and sometimes we got to have our ears ready to hear. We got to have our ears wanting to hear. And it's, it's really crucial. I think devotion times, you should spend time with God each and every day and start rehearsing your hear, ears for the symphony of God's voice, for the, for the word for God to speak. You, you can't have too many things going in there, too many voices, too many things, especially stuff that doesn't even agree with the word of God. Well, your, your, your mind is going to be in a wrestling match on how to hear and what to do because sometimes we spend more time filling up on other things than we do the Word of God when, when we really need to hear the voice of God. When we need to hear from God every day, you know, so not just in emergencies, but every day. We should have a, a, a time of just hearing the voice of God and listen to God because God is saying, I'm speaking deep down in your soul. You take that back to the verse, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. So I need the voice that is soul deep, you know, that, that, is, that is recognizing where my soul is and recognizing where I am as a person, recognizing where my heart is, what I'm believing in, where I'm going, and, and the voice of God. And then that begins to quiet all those other voices, those confusing voices. As, as it's time you lay in bed and you can't close your eyes or, or you can't sleep because you're worried about all the things you got to do. And you need to recognize and allow the voice of God to speak to you, to bring peace to you so that you can rest. What the enemy would love for you to do is, is use the thing of call concern and call that maturity saying you're taking care of business well if you're not sleeping that's not taking care of the business of your health health you know it's your mind is is completely running all the time it's because there's too many things speaking too many voices going at one time so give them ears to hear what spirit of the lord has to say to the church and understand that the voice can only produce what the ear can hear See, an unwilling ear to hear will never hear the voice of God. You can sit there and give a message. We'd sit here and preach and, 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 and have people come to me right after the service and talk about a situation they're going through. And it was right in the message, the exact thing. But it's because their ear, their, they can't hear what their ears are not ready to hear. They, they, the voice that their ears are ready to hear is the doubt. Their ears are ready to hear the suffering. Their ears are always ready for the bad report. So the good report gets missed, right? And, and so you look at that and say, you know, I want to begin to hear what God has to say, not man. In Psalms chapter 46 and verse 9 through 11, he makes... Wars to cease throughout the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted over the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. See, I think about that. The God of Jacob is, 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 is our fortress. Just, and Selah means to think about that. And, and when he says stop and think about that, be still and know that I'm God, God's like, quit trying to keep up with the Joneses. Tell your kids, quit trying to keep up with their friends and be still and know God. Be still and know about God. Be still. Yeah, they may be mistreating you at your company. Yeah, they may be doing all this stuff. But be still and know God more than you know about what they're doing negatively. Be still and know God. Ultimately, all of us need to find our voice 
And by voice, I mean the unique message God wants to speak through our lives. See, and that, our, my, my voice is to speak the word and, and be an encourager, be a blesser, be someone that, that uh, brings others to Christ and let them know about his goodness. And you, that's my voice. But my voice can only come from his voice. You know, because if I can't hear his voice, I don't have a voice. I don't have a voice of a message of hope. And so I have to hear his voice. Uh, but finding our voice starts with hearing his voice, right? So, so when I start to hear his voice, I'll find my voice. When, when you hear people say, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I don't know what I'm called to do. Okay, what you're saying to me is you have not stopped to hear his voice. Because once you hear his voice, you'll find your voice. And you'll be able to speak what God has called you to speak. When we are willing to listen to everything God has to say, it reveals our intimacy with God to hear the still small voice. We must be close to the one speaking, right? Okay, so if, if, if I'm not willing to hear everything, I won't hear anything. And the same thing is true. Once I'm willing to hear everything, I'll hear it at any time. I'll be able to hear it. And so if we give that over to him. You have to be close. So a still, small voice, that's like a whisper. In order to hear someone whispering, you have to be close to them. There's a thing about intimacy with God when it says, be still and know. When you see the word know in there, that's a sign of intimacy. Adam knew Eve, and they gave birth. And they, every time he says he knew her, that was a sign that was talking about intimacy, a relationship. And they gave birth out, out of that well you'll give birth out of the things of God when you know him but to hear him whisper you have to be close just like any human form to hear someone whispering we have to be close to that person get close to God he's speaking but you're too close to other things and you're trying to hear God from a distance no God says come to me draw near to me and I'll draw near to you cleanse your hands God is, God is, is speaking at in, in, in a sense of the intimacy of God. So God, God's comfort voice and convicting voice are powerful. But if we are unwilling to receive one of them, if we don't receive both of them, we will not live in the other. So if I reject conviction, I won't receive comfort. If I reject comfort, I won't be able to walk in my convictions. They, they kind of, they go hand in hand. And God wants to come. A lot of people want to speak comfort, comfort, comfort. But there's a time where conviction, we need to hear about conviction. And then a lot of people want to speak just conviction, conviction, but they don't bring comfort. And so everyone's always got their guard up when they're in conviction and never comfort. But in comfort, everyone's got their guard down, but never rising up to take authority over things in their life. So let's just go ahead and receive them both. And John chapter 10 and verse 4 through 5, it says, and, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. So they know not the voice of strangers. They know the voice of God, but they don't know the voice of strangers. I would rather be known for knowing the voice of God than knowing the voice of fear and knowing the voice of doubt and knowing the voice of anger and knowing the voice of emotional breakdown. So nothing has the potential to change your life like the voice of God. And nothing will determine our destiny more than our ability to hear his still small voice. So it... it changes our life it has the potential to change our life the voice of god can change our life from wherever it is now the voice of god can change it 
And, and it can, our destiny will be determined by us willingly or wanting to hear that life-changing voice. Hear the voice of God. The word listen is the same as the word silent. They're the exact same word. Letters are just arranged differently. And God speaks the loudest when we are the quietest. So as we're getting ready to pray, I want, because I just believe with all my heart, with it, when I hear believers and people that are just struggling in their faith, struggling in their belief, but they're not quiet to hear from God. And, and when they are spending their time, they're spending their time in more things that are not of God and spending their times in things that are maybe entertainment. Maybe I'm not saying they're necessarily bad, but it isn't what you need right now. What you need is to hear God's voice. And he's in a still small voice, but if you got all the earthquakes and you got all the fires and you got all the winds of this world, uh, the still small voice is still speaking and can be loud when your ears are ready to hear it. So I, I'm going to be praying over you to have an ear to hear what God has called you to do. Because you know the decision is big. You know the, everything that the, the ramifications of decisions you need to make is huge. So by all means, you need to make sure God is the one speaking to you. So we're going to give you that opportunity to do so. So everybody bow your head. We're going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray and thank you for your still small voice. We thank you, Lord God, that we are posturing ourselves in faith to hear. We understand, Lord God, that our ears must be willing to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. And we thank you, Father, you give us ears to hear. As you did in the Levitical law with the priests, that the blood, of, the, the blood was, was uh, prayed and, and laid on their ears so that, that no death angel or wicked voices could come through to them. So they would only hear from the Lord what they needed to do. Well, I pray the same thing over the kings, and this is your king of kings and lord of lords, and, and we are, we are, you are a priest over us. And that, Lord, that we, Father God, will receive the blood of Jesus to hear in our ears that we'll have ears to hear. I just pray also for healing, Lord God, uh, of deliverance from distracting voices, distracting messages, distracting things that would try to take away from us being able to hear from you. So Lord, your voice was there first. I receive your voice being the loudest voice in my life that I will hear you and you alone. And the voice of a stranger, I will not listen to. I pray, Lord, if there's anyone that's listening to us that don't know you, that they receive you and confess Jesus in their, with their mouth and, and receive him in their heart as their Lord and Savior, that they are being born again, Lord God, and they begin to receive in this walk and fellowship with you, filled with the Holy Spirit and growing. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for the messages you're going to be bringing, the, the prophecies that are going to be coming to people from this day forward because they know how to hear. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I bless you. Thank you. We'll see you next time.